Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello everyone out there. This is Helena, Helena Stein Holstein, speaking to you today from the high north of Europe. I'm in Sweden, in Stockholm, Sweden. And, you know, it's not winter yet, but it's getting close. It's been like in the 40s and 50s and even close to going down to freezing point, maybe during the night. But it's sunny in the daytime and it's very lovely to be here. And when I say Sweden to to some people in America, they say, oh, yes, I like your chocolates and I like your cuckoo clocks. Sweden is not Switzerland. We're two different entities. We are in the high north and Switzerland is right in the center of Europe. Anyway, so we have a subject here, which is anything we speak or write and is heard or seen by others. It matters and it can directly or indirectly make a difference to your life. And I recall with myself when I was young and um, I, uh, I didn't have a weight problem, but I had two sisters who were like matchsticks and I was like, like more normal, I would say. I had curves, you know, and I, I had uh, a different kind of a body. And for some reason, my, my mother said, oh, you, you have a weight problem. I didn't know I had, only if I was eating bread, a lot of bread and lots of cookies, I would gain a pound or two, but it would disappear as soon as I stopped the bread. But she had this thing that she told everyone. If people just said, oh, Helen, is so nice, and she's so pretty, and she's this and that, she always would say, yes, but she has a weight problem. And because I heard that throughout my growing up period, I believed I had a weight problem. Still today, and I weigh like 109 pounds, and I'm one seven. So it's, that is not skinny, but it's very slender. I still believe, you know, that I'm kind of overweight at times because of those words that I heard. So it's so important that you listen to the right words. So don't be with people who don't lift you up. Yes, that's important. If you live with someone who doesn't have anything nice to say to you, why are you staying? Why are you not changing that? Sometimes we get into habits of certain things. We get into those habits of not being nice or habits of just saying certain things. One thing I don't like is when people say, oh, that was so good it is to die for. I wouldn't say such a thing, you know, that oh, you like these cakes so much there to die for. No, I wouldn't die for that cake. So, but it puts in some kind of little negative thing that this is something almost bad for you. So our words matter, not only how we hear them or what we hear, and that's why when I came here to this country, after having been in America, and mind you, I love America. I think it's a wonderful country. But what you hear now is just about the president 
or the president all the time on TV. Excuse me for saying that, but this is true. And it gets to be like a little bit much. There are other things in the world besides that. But that was what I heard or we heard all the time. And then to come here and turn on TV, listen to the news, and not to have to see that or hear that. Oh, I really felt this relief going through me. Oh, this is wonderful. So when we are force-fed with news all the time, well, we have to start to turn it off. And that's what I probably have to do when I go back to the States. So uh, it's that gets to habit that we have to listen to certain things, that we do keep on listening to certain things. So that is, you know, what we hear, but then what we say, again, what we say to our spouses and to our children and to each other, and it could be horrible things. You know that from the time maybe when you went to school and how someone would tell you, oh, you're ugly or you're fat or you're not good. And that would sit with you for a long time. And I think particularly for women. And I get women here to listen to this. I just thought today, God, I have lots of new listeners in Bangladesh. And I had to look it up on the map exactly to see where it was. And I have a good faithful crowd of, I think, of mostly women in Ghana, which is, again, in Africa. And Bangladesh is close to India. And it's not always that women have the easiest of times. And then they start to tell themselves so, too, that, oh, this, I can't do that, and I can't do this and that, and I don't know it, and no one will listen to me. But women out there who listen to this show, yes, you can. We were made to be successful, all of us, every single one of us was made to be successful. Males and females are different. And here, of course, in the system we have it in Sweden, everyone is equal. Yes, between men and women, it's the most equal country in the world. It's actually quite wonderful to see that. And it's kind of fun. I know my daughter got a kick out of it because, I mean, she's a young mother, and she saw all those men kind of congregating all together, going out with the kids and with the baby carriages, <laughs> pushing them in front of them and stopping at the cafe or sitting around with the baby carriages around them and drinking coffee or wine. And it's a totally different picture from what you see in the rest of the world, maybe in the Scandinavian countries, but you certainly don't see that in America or in other countries as well. So, and how is it in Germany, by the way? I see I have many new listeners in Germany. I'm really delighted. I used to be in Germany a lot. I lived in Germany. I loved Germany. And uh, I uh, used to lecture a lot in Germany. I've been there not too long ago, but this year I'm not going to visit. So please, Germany, love to read, love for you to read my book, The White Light. The White Light. A Limitless Reality by me, Helena Steiner Hornstein. You get it on Amazon. And it was an, a bestseller on Amazon for a while last year. 
and it has won awards. You know, if you don't play, blow your own horn, no one wins. <laughs> and that is my philosophy. Tell everyone what you've done, otherwise they won't know. And that is the whole thing. That's what we learn right now through the present presidency in, in America. You have to blow your own horn just to tell everyone what you have done. It's not what you do in, for instance, Sweden. You cannot tell everyone you're good. And I said that to someone and we were laughing because it was so absurd. But you to yourself can say, yes, I'm good. Every single out, what, out there, if you are in Bangladesh or in Germany or in Sweden or in America, you can say to yourself, I am good. Yes, I told someone that I feel I am good in my work. Why? I said, I'm not doing it. I'm channeling the power. I'm just an instrument for this higher power that's coming to me. And you out there, if you're a therapist or you are helping people in one way or the other, start to connect with this higher power and channel the power through you to the person that you are helping. This is basically the only way to do a good job with people because this power, this help that is channeled through you is coming from the highest source of knowledge. It knows what's doing. And you are picking up on that and you're forwarding this power, this beneficial energy, and you are handing this over to the person that you are working on. I do this every day. And I notice now because here in Stockholm, Sweden, I have personal consultations also in an office. And I notice... I miss the telephone and the Skype. I actually see people's energies better long distance. If I'm in front, they are in front of me. I get kind of bothered by what they're wearing or something, something. And uh, when I see them long distance, only the energies are coming through. It's easy to see. And it's also easy to see the energies around them. Sometimes people have whole armies of energies around them, and that's why they feel so bad. Yes, if the energy is really bad and strong, I see that, of course, myself. And once when the person is in front of me, and I remember once when I was uh, in uh, Europe, and uh, a man came in through the door, and I saw like a whole army of energies coming in with him. And he sat down and said, I don't believe why I'm so tired. It's like I'm never alone. It's like I have to work all the time. And I said, yes, you came here, you brought your whole army with you. You died in a war and you were the commanding uh, officer of this whole army. And uh, you died with most of them at the same time. And you're still doing the army work. You're still out there fighting a war. We have to get rid of this burden, which we did. And, of course, his whole life changed. 
So, uh, and what they say about what you say matters, what you tell yourself matters. That is number one, what you tell yourself. It doesn't hurt if you live alone, you can talk to yourself as long as you know the difference from talking alone or talking with some, you know, in front of someone else. As long as you know you're talking to yourself, I think it's perfectly all right. And then you can go walk around your house and say, I'm healthy, I'm well, I'm well, I'm well, I'm well. That matters. But now also, if you walk around and say, oh God, I'm so sick, I'm so tired. What do you think happens? It influences your subconscious mind. Very, very much. And you get more and more of it. So you listen to yourself and you have this chance of saying nice things and hearing nice things. Do it. Do you do that when you're home by yourself? And there are moments in everyone's life when they are alone at home, when you have to close the door and you can say nicest things. I'm wonderful, I'm beautiful, I'm great. I'm God's gift to the world. (laughs) Say what you want for you and then feel good about it when you say it and you hear it at the same time. And this can be also in your relationship. Start to say nice things to each other. Start to say nice things to your partner. Praise him or her. Say nice things to your children. Sometimes it's something everyone forgets. That yes, our children like to hear nice things too. They really do. And they deserve it. They might just not hear it very well but eventually it will sink in if they're done well at school praise them say so they will remember that I'm surprised how much one remembers from childhood or is it just me I remember very much I wouldn't say very much but I remember what people have said to me or about me when I was really little. They were usually nice things. And I have this impression that people actually are good people. I see more of that. Yes, I have seen horrible people and they're actually evil people out there. And those people who don't want your good, they don't want you to succeed. They're all over the place. They are there but we shouldn't allow them to play part in your life. They should be be part of your life. They should just be where they are and don't mix them into your feelings about you. They don't deserve it. This is something so important. And again, I heard this from a friend that she said the worst thing you can do As if I didn't know, but she just liked to say that. The worst thing you can do is to think badly about someone too much. Because this is an energy you you create within yourself. 
if you have problem with with a partner, with a spouse, girlfriend, or boyfriend, start to think good things about you and them, and send good thoughts to that person. It will help you so very much. If you have doubt, and I know particularly women worry about that more than men. They want to see it more straightforward, plain in front of them, I think. But women have that intuitive feeling that her partner is not faithful. And then she walks around and she kind of makes a big mountain of that little thought and builds it up till it explodes one day. And then she's she's been unpleasant for a long time. And he hasn't understood what was going on. Men don't look at flirtations the same way women do. They don't take it seriously. (laughs) They just take it as part of the game. And I'm surprised how men can be, you know, even unfaithful to their spouses. And then they go back home, they've forgotten all about that sidestep. So don't give it too much thought in your life. Be just happy of what you have and grateful what you have and who you are. So if you have problem in your communication, and I'm sorry about last show that I had, I had new equipment and somehow it wasn't compatible with the system, so it had static on it all the time. And I haven't removed that one uh, from the archives. It's still sitting there. But maybe I should because people didn't hear it very well. But um, we had that static going on, which is a problem. And uh, now I'm in Europe and maybe I have a problem now too. I don't know if you can hear this well because I'm on a different kind of a telephone, not the headset, but it's what they have. And actually it's my own place here. So this is what I have. So, uh, and I have had a lot of questions coming in, but what it is in a relationship where I started on is to communicate. That's the number one thing. And when you have some, before you communicate, position yourself. Put yourself in place. Where are you standing? Where is he or she, your partner, standing? Where are you both? And then even make a list of it. Show it you on one side of the piece of paper and then make a line, a a vertical line, and then uh, on the other side, your partner. So you have that and that on each side. And now you see what you represent, each one of you. And you see what you have to offer and what your partner has to offer. And see how you can meet. Because... This is important that you do have the communication, but you have to have this communication with yourself first so you know where you stand and not just throw out all kinds of remarks and accusation out in the air if you believe your spouse hasn't done the right thing, for instance. You have to be forgiving. You have to move on if you want to move on and not to start to to bring this up and bring it up in your mind or in the world. It's one thing that is very destructive 
to a relationship. And I know many people out there contact me because of relationship and I have to feel in on what's going on intuitively. And uh, they give too much um, negative thought and feeling, too many suspicions to good situations, which is just what a waste of good time. So if you could start to communicate with each other and just see how you could solve a problem and see if there is something there that you want to, to save and have keep for the future. That's another thing too. Maybe you're just together and you don't want to be together, either one of you. That can happen. And you know, to split up with anyone is hard. It's painful, even if you don't get along. And I just see that with so many even if it's not a good situation in a partnership you just feel it's okay with what you know without realizing there might be so much better stuff on the other side of the uh, of the grass of the field so to speak if you just jump over far away from where you are into something new it might be worth the, the struggle. I did that myself once. Well, I was widowed twice, and that was not nice. But then I went through divorce. I don't know if that was worse than the other two when I was widowed, because divorce, it's a fight that you have. And you really have to position yourself where you stand, who you are, and what is it you want to take with you from this relationship. And one thing you have to keep is your sanity, you, your powers, your talent. And I remember uh, I saw a movie about Tina Turner, you know, the, uh, the singer, the rock singer, and how she eventually divorced her husband who had treated her horribly for years, although she was a star. And she said, she didn't want anything from that marriage except for keeping her name, the one that she had created, Tina Turner, which was evidently the husband's name. She wanted to keep that name because that was the one she now was. She was known under that name. And that was all the riches for her. Money, you know, money is great, particularly when you need it. But it isn't everything. It doesn't make you rich. What is rich? It's not necessarily money. It sits in some different part of your soul. It's that inner riches, that inner heaven, if I can call it that way, that inner paradise or peace or quiet of happiness, of joy, of love. All that is something that lives within you. And that is being rich. And when you have that, and you have that passion for your life, the other financial side of you will get straightened out. Somehow it will. And you deserve it in a different way. So to be born rich is not necessarily a good thing. 
because you don't struggle the same way to use your own inner powers. And this is what it is about, to use your own inner powers, to be in harmony with this higher energy called I am the light. So in your lifetime, you focus on the good. That is also the first of the ten commandments in the Bible. Nowadays, so few people know them. And uh, I grew up with that, you know, you learn that at school. It's not necessarily religious to know the Ten Commandments. It's some, it's, you have things like, you shall not kill and you shall not steal. and you know What's wrong with that? Isn't that a good idea? And the last commandment is, and of course that's totally uh, dated, you should not want, have want, so you should not want your neighbor's wife or donkey. <laughs> that's totally, who, who wants, who has a donkey? You see very few of them. And do I want it? No. What shall I do with it? You know, that doesn't fit in with our times. They should have translated that simply into you shall not be jealous of your neighbor's beautiful wife or your neighbor's beautiful car. You know, what your neighbor has more than you have. If you live according to all those commandments, you're pretty well off. The first one, and that is the one I just talk about very much in my book, and that is really what guides your life. doesn't matter what you believe or what religion you belong to or where you live or if you're black, white, or pink. It doesn't matter. But first, the first commandment is, you shall have no other gods before me, says who? says what we call God. But what is God? Do you know that? Well, some people still believe that's this man sitting, sitting up in the sky and you dare not think differently because you believe you'll be punished if you do because this is what your religion has told you. And this is what the religion has done to humanity. Put fear into your head. No, what we call God is the highest energy of all. It shines. It is the light. And according to Muslim friends of mine, they say, well, this is belonging to all, to our faith. Also, we believe God is the light and it lives in everything. And this is how I have seen it all along. And Jesus talked about the light, and he talked about the light living in him. And he said, I am the light. This is the way, and this is the truth. And this is exactly what we are. We are beings of the light. We all have that sparkle of light within us. And this is what I call the God energy. And when we put that light, the positive, the happiness, the good side, first, we are on our way to healing. Do we do that? No. We have a difficult time at school. We put our schoolwork first. 
and I'm sorry. That was uh, someone trying to call me right now, but it was someone who doesn't know that I'm doing a show because she wouldn't have called. <laughs> so um, now I got totally interrupted. But the first commandment is you shall have no other gods but me, which means you have to put your positive thoughts first. And this is what matters so much. Not this thing, I'm sick, oh, my family is sick, my mother is sick, what shall I do? Oh, and will it get much better? No, of course not. Not until you go to someone else to, to help. So we are all in a learning process. We have to learn things. We really do have to learn things. Every single one of us. So, um, uh, and then there were, I know there were a few more questions have come in here and I have this on the piece of paper. Oh, someone, <laughs> oh, that was something. Someone called me up just before the show, you know, almost like now, suddenly I'm on, on the internet and I get a Skype call and someone calls me up and he's come to me before and he said, can you fix my leg? I think I have broken it. And I told him, don't call me if you have a broken anything. Go to a hospital and fix it. It has to be set professionally. And uh, when something has been mechanically broken or mechanically is wrong with your body, I like it to be mechanically fixed, like bones. And um, and we have to really uh, listen also to the medical field. I'm not necessarily sending people to the doctor, although I have to give them the chance before they come to me and go to doctor first and get an opinion and see what they can do first. That is the legal form. You know, I have to just suggest that to people. But don't come to me if you lost a few teeth and you want me to help you grow new teeth. Or if you have broken an arm or a leg and want me to heal that. Yes, go and have it set and put it in whatever you plaster and come to me and I help you heal it fast, really fast. Another thing that helps a lot when you have broken something, and you hear you also belong to the world because I'm so used to people using that side of us, the worldly side, and that is to use medical magnets on your fracture, but have it set first. Now, if you have these medical magnets on your fracture, you will heal much, much faster. And this is scientifically proven. So that was something. So, uh, no, don't come to me for that uh, when you have broken a leg. I really would like you. I, I did give him a little healing session anyway, just to calm himself down and be more receptive for the medical treatment. But then I wanted him to put his leg in plaster. And this is because I don't want him to just risk it and not to have it properly set or he wouldn't be the, get the proper rest without the plaster. And then there's another medical question here. My mother has dry mouth. It really bothers her. She cannot speak very well because of that. And yes, 
then uh, there is something called omega-7. And uh, also buckthorn oil, which is a, a bush with kind of orangey uh, little berries. And they grow around the beaches. And they have really good oil. And take those also. And um, if you have dry mouth, it probably is for some kind of medication. Beta blockers, for instance, do that to you a lot and dry out the whole system. And it could be very dangerous. And that's a big side effect of medications. So you should get some kind of omega-7, but also omega-3, which is the regular omega oil and fish oil and that is of course good at all times so um, and here another one my husband and I don't get along how do I solve it and this is someone in Finland oh dear Finland I have so many people in Finland by the way and then I said again review your situation where do you stand together and take your time to think it over what is the problem? Now, think about how you can approach it with him and talk it over. I know not everyone, not all husbands want to talk. They just, I don't know what it is. They don't want to. Then it's very hard. But as long as you don't go nagging and I know we have to talk, now we have to talk, just say a couple of things, you know. Go down to the basics and say it. And say nothing after that. But make sure it has been heard. And then see how he digests it. You know, men are not that stupid. <laughs> they take in pretty well. And I notice one thing, that you don't have to repeat either too much Unless they don't want to do it, then you have to say it over and over again. And just that's the way they are. But otherwise, just, uh, just say it once. If you want a new car, you want a new something, uh, and, or yeah, you want to paint the house, mention it once or twice. And then you can bring it up later to see, have you thought about that? But not go around nagging and talking about it because men don't handle that well. This is how we are different. Very, very different. They have this focus on just the capital things in life. And that's what they can handle. Well, excuse me, men, it's not that I don't love you. It's just, you know, I've lived a long time and I see how it works. It's that simple. Then we have someone here, and this is Thor in Umeå, Sweden. This is the high north. And I saw the weather report. You had snow here, and it was just September. So um, I don't think it stays with you very long, but in a way, it's cold up there, isn't it? Now, how do I start my day? How do I end my day? <laughs> and I just say, how do I end my life? Uh, he didn't mean he wanted to kill himself, no. <laughs> he meant, how do I come to good conclusion of my life? Now I'm older, and how do I come to good conclusion so I'm happy? And I can go into the hereafter with a good feeling. 
You know, just that one, before I forget it, this is something I want to talk about. How important it is that we end our days in a good way. Because if we end our days unhappy and miserable in every way, this is what's going to carry through the the dimensions. And one day, this is how you're going to come back. Because I notice many times the way you end your days, this is how you come back to your next lifetime. Now remember, I have worked with over 40,000 individual cases. And I've simply found that this is the way, this is the way it is. And when the baby comes back screaming to this world and screams like for months, this was how that person ended, how that soul ended a previous lifetime, just screaming and screaming and screaming. Particular women dying at childbirth, this is how many of them end and they come back here and they are terrified of bringing life back to to this world through them. They're terrified of childbirth and this is how they cannot become pregnant in this lifetime. I've seen that too many times and if anyone listens who knows someone, this is something that you can mention to them and they can through uh, Meditation also get over that fear that they have somewhere, somewhere in their soul. It's a very important part of us that we have fear so born into our system, so completely everywhere that fear is the biggest thing that goes on on this planet. And this is why this planet is like it is. So we have someone also who writes, I'm so nervous before a business meeting. How do I get over it? And again, it's that fear that kicks in. And when you're nervous, it's simply that you're allowing the fear to take over the body. And which is the biggest enemy of the fear? Who Who is the one that can conquer the fear? The white light. What is the white light again? The God energy. That eternity that you already have within you. And you can use it. And people ask me, where does this light come from? And I always say, from the big universe. From the big sky the allness of all, and just imagine that a big ray of light is coming down over you. It goes through the sky and down, 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 and now it comes over you. And it joins the light within you. And the light within you, I see that in your chest area. And now the light from the universe, the big God light, of the sky is uniting with the big God light of you, of your inner self. And now you are creating 
a power field, an incredible power field. You can now create so much of what you wish for. And now you just decide, I'm calm. I have peace. I am calm. I have love. I have peace. And you begin to feel the light so much, you can even send it out to your surrounding. And this is what the light is about. It doesn't hurt to do a little light meditation. The light meditation is the only meditation I do. And I sit with this close my eyes and begin to meditate and relax and relax and we are going to start to do that in a moment also and so you should now begin to feel that you are wonderful and you are in charge of your life and if you down listen to a structure by a winner. Listen to those who say good things. How important that is. And what they say to you and what you hear from them goes to your subconscious mind and that will now begin to control you fully. And you eventually be will understand how to do better. And repeat that within you over and over. And it's like everything you hear again and again, you believe it, if it's good or bad. So keep on saying the right things because that helps. Repetition helps. It helps for the good, it helps also for the back, for the bad. But you are the one to benefit, whatever you do. So we should now continue with a little meditation. And I know many people really like that, and they try to kind of move forward so they can get to the meditation, and that's good with me. And by the way, if you have books that you have bought or mine, and you feel that you have read it too many times, pass it on to someone else. Because I noticed that my book can be, I'm amazed how my book has been found in different places where they're not even for sale because people have passed them on. And this is how the message will move on forward. So we can all contribute to make this a better world. It starts with you. It starts with you and me right now. And now you should begin to relax. And as usual, I'm going to use Stephen Halpin's beautiful background music. And you can find his music on innerpeacemusic.com. Innerpeacemusic.com. And I have the permission to play his music in my show. So this is what I do for him. So if you order his music, say you heard it on my show. <laughs> Good. So now everyone out there in the big wide world, you begin to relax and relax and relax. 
and you know that within you, you have a place, a place that knows all, a place that sees all, and that is your inner light, that power station within you. And you are so relaxed now. And you begin to move deeper and deeper and deeper within you. You take one deep breath and breathe out. You stretch your body and relax it. You stretch your shoulders, your neck, your spine. And fill yourself with relaxing power. And feel how you are powerful. I am powerful. And how you feel your inner light in your chest area. You imagine yourself far, far away in a place where you have never been before. It's a place full of beautiful plants, trees, Powerful, strong trees. Bushes with roses. And I see a fountain right in front of you. A beautiful fountain, all white. And it's full full of water that sparkles in the sunlight. It's a beautiful, clear day, and you feel so relaxed, so very, very, very relaxed. Yes, you have power. You are powerful, and you smile. You feel warm and pleasant. And at this moment, you know that everything is all right with you. At this moment, everything is all right because you know your inner light is shining. And this light goes all through your body. And now it begins to swirl around your body. You feel so light. You feel you want to dance so suddenly. And you begin to walk. In your imagination, you walk. You walk through this beautiful vegetation where everything is so lush and green. You experience the green energy. The green energy is an energy of healing. You feel it. You know it. You are relaxing and relaxing. And you take a deep breath. You walk further. You walk in between two big trees. They form like an opening to 
the wooded area. And you are now surrounded by these beautiful trees, new trees. And you cannot help it. You just want to go and give one of these trees a big hug. And you run up to the tree and hug it. Just like that, quickly. And how quickly you feel a response from that tree. The tree's shaking a bit. And when it does, you feel a connection with the tree. You feel a connection to all nature around you and how you now are receiving power from the tree and from all nature around you. You are totally relaxed. And you continue you walk through the wooded area. You now reach an opening. It's like a round place. It's like a circle of green grass. And you place yourself in the center of that circle. And where you stand now in the center of the circle, you have a wish. You have a strong wish in your heart of something you really, really have wished for. You would like to see it come true. And you take a deep breath. and feel connected to the whole universe above you. And your wish now lives in your heart and you know it and you feel it. And suddenly, the whole sky is opening up and is sending a big, big ray of light through the sky. And this ray of light is coming down over you, into your brain cells, into your shoulders, all over your back. And I say clear, clear, brushing away all obstacles all old burden and free you from any old burden. You feel so connected with all and everything that is. And you're so grateful for having met the light, for having known the light, for knowing what the light is about and what the light can do for you. This is the truth about you. You are relaxed. Talking to your subconscious mind. 
telling you, you are powerful. You have the ability to be well, to be in balance, to be happy. Yes, yes, you do. You have this power. And this power is absolutely beyond limit. It is limitless. And you take a deep breath of joy. Just feeling, oh, aha, this is what it is about. And you smile. Your eyes remain closed till I tell you it's time to open them up. And you're still feeling that happiness within you. Strong, strong feeling of peace and relaxation. Yes, how happy you are that you are true to yourself and your inner light. Your inner light is your best friend. You feel it and you are so sure of it. Yes, you are so sure of it. And you are relaxing more and more and more. It now begins to be time for coming back to the here and now. And slowly, when I come to seven, on the count of seven, you are to open your eyes again. Number one. Yes, number one. You are in harmony. You are in harmony and balance. Feeling so connected to all and everything. You know there is a power called the light, the white light. It lives within you. And you say to yourself, the light lives within me. Yes, it is my friend. My light is my life. And you are so relaxed. Number one, you feel so safe. You are protected in and by the light. You feel so safe, so very, very safe. And you are now forming a connection with the whole universe the universe within you, the universe above you, the universe around you. The universe within you is the universe you see way up high in the sky. It 
There is no limit. Absolutely none. And you take a deep breath. One, two, three. The light shines within you. We have connected with the light throughout this hour. One, two, three, four, and five, and six. You're waking up more and more, slowly, slowly. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And it's now time to open your eyes slowly, slowly. And come back to the here and now. And this is Helena Steiner Hornstein talking to you from Stockholm, Sweden, to all over the world. And how we all over can unite in the light and read more about it in the white light, a limitless reality by Helena Steiner Hornstein. You can get it anywhere where they sell books. And of course, over the internet, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. And any store can get it over the computer for you through the distributor. So it's available. And in dollars, it costs $16.95. Not a bad placement of money. <laughs> Let me know how you liked it afterwards. My homepage is speakingtoyourheart.com speakingtoyourheart.com my email address is Dr. Dr. Helena Info, short for information, Dr. Helena Info at yahoo.com. And please, we'd love to hear from you sometimes and get your questions. And some people have their questions answered uh, personally by email, but that takes too long most of the time. So. I will answer them on the air for you. I love to have those questions, particularly those countries that are far away. I like how you are. And again, thank you, America, for listening to me so much. <laughs> I love to see that you're there for me. So again, with the very, very best wishes from the high north of Europe. And I'm so happy that you're all with me. Here. And thank you, Stephen Halpern, for your beautiful music. Goodbye.